0: Back again, back again, episode 12. Change of plans. We'd burned the castle, Yolo and I. The execution to come was nevertheless being held amid the wreckage. We left, gathering horses and supplies and weapons from the villages we crossed through on the way. I walked beside Callia and Hast, and Iolo walked beside me, keeping up a steady stream of conversation that kept worry from setting in too fiercely. Her anxiety betrayed her, though. Over and over in her hands as she walked, she flipped and caught and flipped and caught that star-carved dagger. At the halfway mark, Calia turned to address those that had come along. "'Tonight we—' she began, and finished the sentence with an odd word, one I didn't recognize. This was happening less and less, my ears stumbling over rhizane and losing meanings, but it still happened. At my odd look, Silas, from beside Rowena and a brown-haired boy called Thomas caught the strange word and grinned. She mouthed back at me the simpler rhizane word for the involved one Kalia had chosen— Dividan, meaning to separate. I mouthed Gratnok to her and tried to tune back into Callia's speech. Tomorrow evening the poet Leander Feldrea is set to be murdered. We will wait until all have gathered and the kings bring them out, and then we will take our chance. They were planning on causing a riot or something close. We were separating tonight not just for anonymity's sake, but to go to each and every enclave of supporters we had and convince them to come to the steps of the ruined castle. We couldn't imagine that anyone was particularly thrilled to see a bard killed on such ridiculous charges, not when, in Risaia, they were something almost akin to sacred. They were artists and storytellers, of course, but historians, too. Everything this country had been was caught in their histories, and to silence a poet was to silence your past. That was why patronage traditions and bardic bar culture were so strong. It was why Rhea, who, though she was a historian and not a bard, could nevertheless sing days' worth of epic poetry. History and music and history and storytelling were intrinsically connected, and among the common people, at least, the three were prized above almost all else. It was bad luck to turn a bard away when they came to your door. It was worse luck, we all had to figure, to kill one. At least, that's what we were planning to capitalize on. Put enough Fretim and their sympathizers among the crowd to drum up discontent in everyone else, then use the chaos to steal Leander away and prove the monarchy's fractures in the same instant. This was a wonderful plan in theory. The only problem was its amount of ifs. If. Leander wasn't under such heavy guard that we couldn't reach them. If we were able to raise enough chaos in time, if none of us with our faces on wanted posters were caught and killed beside them. If, said that last little insidious part of my brain, this isn't already a giant trap and going is the equivalent to stepping onto a funeral pyre. After all... This was a summons widely announced at almost the same time as those same wanted posters had reached us. The one with my face on it was not a condemnation as much as it was a plea. Come back. Were we really all stupid enough to believe that this wasn't an elaborate setup to trap me and kill the people I'd run away with? Maybe Rhea was right. This is how they'll kill us all. Would the chaos we were hoping to raise really be enough to stop all our deaths, if so? As we continued, groups started to break off. Silas squeezed my hand and smiled before cutting off with Rowena and Thomas. We both raised our arms the same time, shoulder, shoulder, out, cross, and laughed at the simultaneous plea for good luck. Soon it was Callia, Iolo, and I and the last-ditch attempt that had been sitting in the back of my mind bubbled up. "'Kalia?' I began, hesitant. "'What if... what, what if this doesn't work?' She grinned in a way that did not show her teeth. "'Have faith, el We have beaten you before.' Kalia used the Risaean pronoun. "'Nokium, the one that meant we, not you. "'The one that still put me on the side of the kings.' "'She knew where this conversation was headed. "'You are too smart to walk into a trap, Callia. "'There is an English word. "'Honeypot. Don't condescend,' she snapped. "'Speak, Ryzean. "'I know you are trying to convince me of something, "'so do not do it in the language of killers and kings.' I floundered for a moment before trying again. You you promised me one chance to try and turn ca- The, the, the prince. You promised me one chance to try and turn the prince. I, I know of that should everything go to plan, we would not face him tomorrow, and, and you did not expect my end of the bargain to come due so soon, but... I worry... And, and I, I want this to succeed, so give me tonight. Let me find the prince, talk to him, and, and try to save Leander before tomorrow. If tomorrow is a trap, friends will die. You, you said I, I had the least to risk. That means I have the most to— I didn't know the Risaian word, or equivalent for leverage, and I wasn't going to make the mistake of sliding into English. I can help. I finished, lamely. Let me find him. No, Callia snapped. Absolutely not. Shut up. Have faith in me for a second. I nearly shouted. It was messier, I say, than that. You already know this, listener. This whole conversation, every word I spoke was a study in minced words and missed intentions. Do me the favour of pretending me more eloquent than I was. You told me to kill him or turn him. When else would I ever easily get close enough if this is probably the last chance we'll ever have before he truly hates me? I don't trust. Trust. I bit out. Trust. I trusted in you, both of you, when I left. I trust in you, all of you, every, every day. The least you could give me is... I struggled, reaching for the English phrase, the benefit of the doubt, and finding nothing even close to suitable in my vocabulary. I would like... I would like trust in return. A little bit. Talia stared at me, dumbstruck. You have killed my friends. You claim to come from another world. You claim a prophecy repurposed by kings and you have used it as a reason to lord over us all. You ask for my trust? Give what she asks, Iola said. Her eyes were steady, locked on to mine. They said. Be true to your word, Elhideta. Do not betray me in the sleep of faith. She didn't even look at Kalia, she said. Give to her a little bit of trust. I believe her. I will supply the rest. Gratinuk, I said. To Kalia. Pers. Please. Trust me tonight. Give me until sunrise. She hesitated, lower jaw thrust out in that way I knew meant she wanted to scream. How do I know? She said, voice thick with Something, something dark I couldn't tell. That you will not run to him and betray us all. I tamped down on that nice little mix of anger and frustration that flared hot in my chest and threatened to come out my mouth in virulence and regret. If it had been my choice, Leander would have been our poet. Cassian's in mine They're like me. They, they are like you, I said, and powered through even as she rolled her eyes. If they are to be killed, it is because I the king's poet, is afraid, and so wills it. It is because the prince thinks that this is the way to find me. Let him think that he is winning. Let me use my advantage here. For a long... Long moment she stared. Finally, she said, "Give me your sword." I balked. What? I have heard the stories, Elhidiva. She grinned. How you will not go without it, how your head swims when it is not around. If you plan to come back, leave it with me, and reunited you will soon be. Her grin curled and curled, became sly. Do not worry. We both know that I can hold it, no? I recognized the yes to my proposition that this question hid. I did not waste my breath on bluster or bargaining. I unhooked my sheath from my belt and held it out to her. I would like one in return, so he's not suspicious. Cassie, the the prince knows the stories, too. I took Iolo's. Iolo took Callia's two short swords, and Callia, with a nod of satisfaction, hooked mine to her own belt. She pulled it from its sheath. We all pretended not to notice as it began just the tiniest bit too low. Well. I hope you have a plan, Elieita. I do. I said. I just. I need the both of you then, and a few more. Silas, maybe, and her friends are they nearby. Yolo the nodded. I know where they are. What are you thinking? I turned to Kalia. Here are my thoughts. Here is my plan. I laid it out, then, all that I believed. Kalia pulled it apart, picking at every single maybe until she was as close to sighted as she could be. Go, then, Elgitha. Here is my thrust. If all is well, I will see you soon. I nodded, meeting first Iolo's eyes, then Callias, and and turned to kill a prince or save a friend. Back Again, Back Again is written and produced by me, Abigail Eliza. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice or supporting Back Again back again on Patreon at patreon.com/backagainpodcast where you'll gain access to bloopers, annotated transcripts, episode sneak peeks and more. If you'd like to hear more about the show, visit us on Twitter, Instagram or Tumblr at back again Podcast, or on TikTok at Abigail Eliza Writes. Our outro music is Nightingales by Pierce Murphy from the album To Japan and is licensed under an attribution license. The song was retrieved from freemusicarchive.org. Visit the description of this episode for full copyright information and a link to the page. Sound effect attribution, similarly, can be found in the episode description. If you've made it this far, thanks for sticking around. Please remember that this world always tries to make you feel more alone than you truly are. There are people out there who will love you without condition or expectation, and you will find them. The light-soaked days are coming. I promise. You are so, so very loved. I hope you have a wonderful day.